0: jazz where we don't know what we're doing and we forgot how the show works this is me chris jazz sequence on the internet uh joined as always by my friends uh companions on this wild and wacky journey that we call existence uh binary gary who's gary in real life and allison plus there's Allison in real life uh and uh this is a podcast and uh, we hit the record button this time uh 2022 is hard this is what what the thesis is but mm-hmm. we're here and we're back and we're not going anywhere we're still we're still around mm-hmm. there we go mm-hmm. that's our intro it's what i can muster today
1: um being around is uh is what we do best
0: <laughs> being around <laughs> just just
1: Existing, kind of naturals at it, yeah. not bragging, but <laughs> I, actually <laughs> I actually got, com- com- <laughs> I actually got complimented
2: yesterday for like my ability to just be around. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, no problem." I'm like really, like finally in my element. <laughs> <laughs> That's um,
1: I'm sure that it was meant in the best way, but uh, it's a tough one to put out there
2: no i mean like it was in the context of my volunteering so um and that's it's kind of exactly what i'm supposed to be doing is like being around just in case yeah Yeah. so i was like yeah in this in this environment okay
1: presence um uh, when it's necessary i don't know how to say this the right way uh Alison, you can say it much more eloquently because this is the world you live in now. But like presence, when it's necessary for someone's like emotional health, is is uh just a super gift.
2: Yeah, uh, gift, I I think so too. It's like creating creating space for nothing essentially, <laughs> yeah. which doesn't sound like a skill. But
1: <laughs> I I was thinking um uh, we're coming up on the time of year when uh, we pick apples, and. Uh, mm. I, the first time I picked apples in my life was two years ago. And um, That was the my first time one of, in
0: your life that you picked
1: apples was two years
0: ago. hmm
1: I, I don't know if you know this or not. I'm a native Floridian. Uh, <laughs> they don't they so don't we have, have crab apples. apple trees down they don't there.
0: have apples in Florida.
1: We do. They're just imported from any from elsewhere. I don't I don't know, there's probably some apple trees in Florida, a handful of them. But like going to an apple orchard is not a thing you do. Ask him also, how
2: many times he's picked an orange.
1: <laughs> oh uh yeah, lots, <laughs> lots. I mean, I lots. figured that. Yeah. I mean, well, any citrus, probably, probably. But like, not even accidentally.
0: Like, not even like there was an apple tree on. I guess, I guess they. I guess that's not a thing. If they're imported from elsewhere, then there wouldn't just happen to be an apple tree on somebody's property or on some. In some I place. like trees accidentally, like accidentally picking it. Like apple. you're
2: just like stretching, and then all of a sudden you're like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Um. I mean, because because so uh. uh I don't know if I, I probably did. Um, there's a, a, you know, the National uh, national Park, uh, um, Capitol Reef uh, National Park uh, in Utah. Um, there's a campground and there used to, there used to be apple orchards there and they still maintain a smaller, but uh, uh, an apple, a couple apple trees, a couple other fruit trees that are just there that are, you can go in and if there's stuff there you can pick it. Um so like accidentally, like you just happen to be somewhere. I mean like you know, obviously I'm privileged that my last house that we're trying to sell is has an apple tree on it. Um but
1: but yeah. I actually I will recant my statement. A few years ago <laughs> was not the first this. time I picked an apple. Yeah, yeah, after all this. Um the first time I picked an apple uh was only a few years prior to that. Okay. Uh it was this huge family vacation with my parents, my grandma, two uncles. Uh, my sister, her husband, her two sons. This is pre-Charlotte, so uh, Katie I think was like an infant at the time. My sister-in-law, my brother was stationed overseas, so she only had one child. I mean, it was just mayhem. We we rented this huge house on the backside of an apple orchard, uh, and so there we, yes, yes. And then within six months, like twenty-five percent of those people were dead. So,
2: but not from the apples.
1: I I'm not. Right, right. Correlation is not causation. (laughs) Yeah, no, not from the apples. Uh, But what I was going to say is two years ago when we picked apples, that was a spot where like, I will hold on to that memory. uh, I like to just like fall into it sometimes, but like holding Charlotte and like this beautiful breeze on my face, looking out mountains in the distance, like, you know, beautiful sky overhead, a few clouds dotting the mountains and uh, her pulling that apple off. And like holding it for me to take a bite of. And it was, I mean, like, like, it was like, there was like this moment of magic. And I, I mean, it was how long could it have lasted? You know, 45 seconds, 60 seconds. But like, it was just like this, like, this temporary, like, infiniteness that was just, oh, felt so great. And, and it didn't matter. Like, you know, nothing mattered.
2: That's the was... kind of thing where when they talk about like seeing your life flash before your eyes, you're like, can I rewind this bit? Like, 20 times
1: <laughs> that's yeah that's one I, I hold on to and I actually think that it's it's in my head more today because uh we're right around that temperature here outside so I have the windows open and so I'm sitting in this chair and feeling that breeze on my hmm. face and I happened to shave today which I don't do often and I shaved before we went to the orchard it's <laughs> weird that I can remember that but I remember how that felt on my shaved face and just it just makes me smile inside and out so
2: nice I'll have to go seek out some apples.
1: Yes. So my parents will be here in two weeks uh, to visit the kids. Uh, well us as well, but mostly the kids, let's be honest. Um, and so we have a, we have a trip, an apple orchard trip booked. Cannot wait.
2: We have two little apple trees on our, in our yard and one is producing and the other one is almost like bearing the brunt of all the bad things. Um, like it's just diseased and like slowly mm. falling and like, we're, we're going to get rid of it, but we, we're going to, we tried to bring it back this season basically because it was already ailing, but the other tree is like untouched and beautiful and fine. But then we're like, oh, but we need to, like, we can't, <laughs> this, this other one won't survive on its own. <laughs> needs It needs a companion. Do you know what kind it is? Um, we're not sure. Um, i think we, they're it, paradise apples is okay. the closest they're like these small really compact
0: yeah we we did a we tried to identify what our apples were there's some website that that aaron found and i don't even remember it anymore and i don't even remember what they were called but
1: like it's apple picker.com. is it how could how, how could it not be i don't know no, I, have no. idea, but... <laughs> I
2: was like wow I was so out of the gate before. yeah
0: yeah um
1: Applepicker.com.
0: <laughs> um
2: careful you might stumble upon something that you don't want to stumble
0: upon uh yeah and and ours i can't remember what it was called but it's like something golden and we 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 figured out that it was probably likely because it because they grew in utah in parts of utah Mm -hmm. and um and like the size and the coloration um seem to match with with what we saw so but like there's so many and there's so many variations and there's so many things and especially like like you know you you get the five varieties of apples at the store and like you know the the assumption is like well these are the only five apples that exist in the world right Uh, but there's thousands and thousands and thousands of variations and things that just you know existed uh before people you know harvested these very specific types of qualities and made the five types of apples that we that we know and see at the at the grocery store
2: yeah robin didn't really like apples until he tried more mm. more apples <laughs> so essentially yeah he was just like, I don't know, it's kind of soft and like whatever. And I was just like, it doesn't have
0: to be (laughs) right. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially if if, like when I was growing up, the only the only apple that existed was Red Delicious, (laughs) which was definitely red. But I don't know about the second part.
1: Yeah. 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 It's hard to think of an apple as a blank canvas, but literally it's a blank canvas. Yeah. (laughs) You want tart. You want sweet. You know, like you want firm. You want mushy. Like it's there
0: yeah i i find my per- personal preference leans towards the like the right balance of tart and sweet but like a crunchy apple as opposed to like a soft mushy apple um, there's
1: something incredible about biting into like a crunchy apple and like the way it breaks in your mouth
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's it's like it's so satisfying yeah so i i, so I like satisfying. I
0: like honey crisps um mm-hmm. probably my favorite um and the apples Damn. that we had at at, at the other house were crunchy and kind of sweet kind of tart kind of like a granny smith but small sweeter than a granny smith um not as not as much of a bite as a as a um honey honey crisp and not as much of a a sort of a snap like not as it's a little bit softer but but they're they were tart enough especially if you got them at the right time or at the wrong time i guess um that that we would put them in like apple muffins and then you get like a you know that apple bite Mm
1: um i'm gonna come down with uh from the hills the mountain the apple hills the with the
0: apple hills so yeah.
1: so much apple cider johnny and apple chips and like the first year we brought back like a gallon of apple cider Eat
0: mr Appleseed himself
1: but now i need to get like half gallons of different varieties just senior your please bestow upon me damn i should get some friends over we should do like an apple cider tasting that would be fun yeah, that's gonna happen this year. <laughs> We're gonna have a cider tasting.
2: Mm. Damn,
1: I'm uh, gonna so eat some that, apples after this call. This is not the topic today. Is not apples, yeah, by the way. Uh, it's not. Like, uh, it might be. Uh, we yeah,
0: the way the show typically works uh, frequently uh, is that uh, sponsored by
1: Applepicker.com.
0: <laughs> sponsored by Applepicker.com. Uh, <laughs> Is that Allison brings us a topic that we know nothing about, and then we try to uh, bullshit our way through a discussion debating the finer points of said topic, uh, and uh, hijinks ensue, and then at the end we find out how close or far we are from the the, the truth. Uh, and I hear that we actually do, in fact, have a topic today.
2: It's true, and like every time, uh, you might know yeah, this. Might. I don't know. <laughs> Um, the topic this week is saccades. Saccades. It's spelled.
0: Hold on, I'm not. I have. I. I am unprepared. It's been so long. I forgot how to how to binary jazz. <laughs> uh, all right. So we take that. and We do that. All right. And saccades. I'm ready for the spelling now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's spelled S A C C A D E S.
0: Okay, so that is not... uh,
1: Related to cicadas.
0: Exactly, that's where I was going. Cut off right there. Yep, yep. Because that was my first thought. Is like, well, obviously the root here is similar to the root of cicadas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but no, that would be incorrect. Uh,
2: I can tell you that it's... There's a French word in there. Um, But that won't help you because I don't think either of you know French. (laughs) Well, I mean...
0: i i i know uh i know duolingo french
1: (laughs) (laughs) so what you're saying is you don't know french
0: (laughs) yes essentially but like i can't say i don't i can't say that it's completely uh foreign to me
1: is uh is this not the abbreviation that's used when like a quote is written and someone corrects and they put s-i-c period in parentheses next to what's corrected no
0: but, but why would it okay. be s-i-c if it's an s-a-c word
1: oh is it shit i wasn't paying that well attention apparently <laughs> i
2: was bad. just like because maybe it's like misspelled and that's like the whole gag
0: yeah so I i'm mean, sorry can you spell it again s-a-c-c-a-d-e-s is what i have written down
2: damn
1: i don't know why i don't know how i missed that there's not an i in there at all no huh i think i was thinking of cicadas and that's i just yeah. got that stuck yep. yeah yeah does uh, to do with bugs or language correction. Well, maybe it has something look, to do with
0: language correction. In look and sound, it feels like it's related to facade. Uh, and that is also mm. French. I know because it's got the little curly thing under the sea. Uh, and so a saccade. If a facade, maybe it's
2: the opposite of a facade.
0: I was trying to think Uh, of what the opposite. It's just like it's
2: exactly what you'd expect.
0: (laughs) I was was trying to. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's the thing. It's it's the thing that you expect. Is is. Oh. If a facade is an artificial sheen in front of something disguising its appearance or look as which is something different than a saccade Mm -hmm. is it looks like it is. (laughs) looks but looks like a duck clacks like a duck it's it's a duck duck.
1: the saccade is it's a duck i feel like maybe maybe you're onto something here and perhaps that instead of it being a duck a saccade is like conforming things to a specified normalcy right so facade would be like make it look you know pretty or whatever and a saccade is like make it look like every other thing
0: specified normalcy is my new prog rock band mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> they only they only perform uh songs that are in in weird time signatures
1: so you no know doubt have these buildings popping up around you where it's like the first like the ground floor is like set in a little and then you come up and then it's like the corner is like there's like a brown stone and like a white stone in rectangle shape but that's it's it's uh this new age apartment design there's like Three apartments being built around here that have the exact same look. And it's no, we have
0: uh, we batty. have apartments and condos that are just square, just I mean, just square, just rectangles that are stacked together. That's uh, that's basically what this the is. First, usually, the first floor is like one substance, uh, mm-hmm. maybe brownstone could be stucco. We don't know. Uh, and then the second and uh, upper floors is like I don't know some kind of paneling. Kind of looks mod. Exciting, yeah,
1: yeah. So all of those, but they're all just identical. straight
0: rectangles. Yeah. yeah,
1: I know. Oh, I know. It's like what what will be what will be written in the history books about this particular like architectural design period nothing because they're all
0: going to fall over they're not going to they're not going to survive the apocalypse they're guaranteed not going to survive the apocalypse. yeah the things that will survive the apocalypse are like you know the house like the old houses that are made out of brick I mean there's not going to be much of them there'll be rubble but they'll be like stand a few walls. I'm going to answer my own
1: question the the 21st century. uh, architectural design. uh, will be defined by uh profitability and utility above all else that's it nothing else matters and i hate it
2: here they have what my realtor called the bc box which is like
0: oh yeah
2: a rectangle but they all have the same layout where you enter in the foyer and then there's stairs up and then stairs down Mm. and that's how you get to the separate floors and. we saw so many houses like that and it's, and they're all of a certain age and like, it's just really boring. There's no,
1: <laughs> one of the things that struck me. So, uh, last week, uh, hurricane Ian landed yeah. on the Gulf coast of Florida.
0: Missed you. And one
1: of the things that struck me is the area that it was hit now it hit a, a very wide swath. So I'm not going to overgeneralize, but yeah, but didn't it many, land in Tampa? Uh, well South. Uh, south of Sarasota, um, almost where Charlie came ashore, and I—I I was in Florida when, um, when Charlie was uh, set to make landfall, and I lived um, about 15 miles north of Tampa on the Gulf Coast, and so uh, we packed. We were in an apartment at the time. We were at the. Um, they They do flood zones by letter, and I think it's a, b, C, D, and e. and I think we were in e we were in the highest, maybe d. I'm not sure if d and e would whatever the highest is. We were in e. so we were the highest, which was I don't know, like maybe like nine feet above sea level or something. And um uh, we were H- highest
0: uh, as in like like topologically, like e is yeah. the highest top. so so the highest the highest point, the highest zone in all of Florida. Is no, the... no, 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 in
1: our in our county. Okay. And then okay. there are then there, there, there are areas that are are not in flood zones. So, okay. So the, high, higher, the highest. So the yeah,
0: highest yeah. in the flood zone is nine feet. Oh, the okay. I see. Got yeah.
1: It. Sorry for that. I don't know. I don't know. If that's the number. I don't oh, remember. See. I was going to say it wasn't like... a lot because because we were in Jacksonville, we were um like 30 ish feet and we were not in a flood zone. Oh. So we were way up there in Jacksonville, like 30, feet way up like, there, 30 feet, get it, get it. And, and literally, if you were a, a runner, and you needed a train with hills. You came to that area of the city to run because there was actually elevation change.
2: I know. That's really. Anyway, that's really
1: endearing. <laughs> the, oh, I know. I know. It's like, oh, I'm getting a
2: nosebleed. I'm
1: thirty feet above sea level. <laughs> From the driveway at, at the house we are now to the backyard is like a drop of like twenty feet. And when we moved in, it was just like baffling. Like mo- like coming down the hill with our crap. Like I was about. Oh.
2: And you know, my first thought is, oh my god, so good for sledding. And then I'm like,
1: yeah. We did. It snowed here, and the kids it down the side, and I was as happy as a clam, whatever that means. Um, so uh, when Charlie hit, or when Charlie was scheduled to hit, we went down to, and, and where we were was not far from where the city I grew up in, uh, Tarpon Springs. So we drove through Tarpon Springs, assuming it was going to be destroyed. I went to go see, like, landmarks that I had grown up with just to see them one more time. Um, and then we evacuated. We took our cat and we went inland. Um, even though we were not in an evacuation zone, it seemed like, oh, this might suck. Uh, And I have a friend that lives right on Tampa Bay, and we talked, and he's like, yeah, we're kind of expecting my parents' house to be destroyed. And then we went to bed. Charlie hit overnight. I think it made landfall at 2 a.m. or 3 a.m., something like that, woke up. Um, You're kind of in a haze because you have a headache because of the barometric pressure, and you've Mm. probably been drinking because (laughs) you have nothing else to do. Everything's boarded up. Um, And uh, uh, it hit, like, Northport. area i think no, that's why no.
0: florida has, has such a unique uh personality is because everybody's drinking whenever the, the hurricanes hit
1: um oh i could talk about that forever <laughs> um so anyway that area was like leveled and um and whatever and ian came in ian was a much much larger storm uh than charlie but ended up hitting almost the exact same area so uh the point i'm getting to eventually is that uh, a lot of the buildings in this area are are newly manufactured in the last 15 years so they're built to a newer code so the buildings may be standing right even though they're full of water or you know ruined in in some other way but the physical structure uh will probably remain um you know you have to like tear down all the drywall inside and replace the flooring and yada 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 but um, i
0: saw a picture uh that aaron shared last night of somebody in florida um showing that the view outside their window and there was like i mean i don't know where the window is situated in the room but like there is a good i would say you know if 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 it was a four foot window like two feet of that was like water yeah and it made me wonder about like are buildings in florida like built to be watertight i i can't imagine
1: No, because if you, I know the picture you're talking about. So if you look at the bottom, there's water pooled on the ground. So like there's water coming around the seal. It's not coming in quickly. Um, I, I would assume in that picture, like based on how clean it was, that that was, uh, as the, um, like as the water rose. So it probably sat there, and after it sat there for days and days, probably Mm -hmm. it equalized and came through, you know, doors and other windows, and water slowly started to rise in the building. That seems like a really optimistic photo. I can't imagine it held that way very long. Yeah. Um
2: In Florida, do you have storm chips like Eastern Canada does?
0: Storm chips.
1: I don't know if that is.
2: Like there's a run on chips, like potato chips?
1: Oh. oh yes. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So what you go and get is you go and get canned tuna mm-hmm. uh which I I don't know why cuz but canned tuna, uh bread,
0: um it's protein.
1: Yeah, peanut butter. Um water, all the water uh, is like immediately sold out. And I think I've talked about the like the, the moral dilemma I had with Tyler when we had um, Matthew coming, we went to the grocery store and there was a cart parked there and it had like a bunch of water and the person wasn't around. We waited, waited, like waited and we, I grabbed some out of their cart, put it in ours. and We checked out and Tyler was like, that's stealing. Like, yeah, but we need water for our family, too. So it was like this huge moral <laughs> crisis for him. Uh, and 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 also then for me to like explain like, well, yeah, but I need to take care of our family. Just like that person taking care of theirs, I didn't take all their water, I you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and they and, yeah. Around. so uh, and then boxed wine because um, you don't, I mean, you're supposed to keep it refrigerated, but you don't have to. Uh, and then the other thing my family always did is we would take uh, all our crock pots and hmm. like soup, whatever hunk of meat we had in the freezer, just get something in everything and get it good and hot. Um, make sure it's cooked because then you've got food for a few days of no power. Um, my manager, where I work now, uh, is in Sarasota, and he lost power Wednesday. Um, came back yesterday, but uh, even Saturday he was saying that the expectations were being set that you won't have power until the 10th of October. So he was expected to be out for, you know, almost two weeks. Um, so he's thrilled it came back as early as it did. Uh, and the weird thing is, when there's no power, like if you have gas in your vehicle, like you can drive around on the roads that are open where there's not power lines and trees blocking the way. Um, but then the gas station may or may not be able to pump gas Mm -hmm. so it's also probably like your one shot at air conditioning for a while when it's like ridiculously humid yeah i forgot about that part of it oh that's the part that sucks the most because it gets hot in your house it gets hot you open the windows you're like oh great a breeze now it's like you know it feels like temperatures only like 103 inside instead of (laughs) 107 or whatever it is um you hear a lot of generators and chainsaws and otherwise it's quiet like you hear vehicle engines but like all the hum of everything that happens with electricity is gone, which is really eerie. Um, Yeah. I I fortunately have never had, uh, I never had in Florida more than uh, like three or four days without electricity after a storm. Um, So what was the word again? Storm uh, chips. Saccades. Saccades. (laughs) So I think the saccade is just like that. They were all conformed to You know, the building code that makes them that way. Bringing it back to. Yeah, I was trying when (laughs) I was when I was a kid, we went down to. um, uh, Miami Homestead area, like shortly after Andrew. Um, My dad already had like a trip planned down there for work. So like a month later, we went down uh, and it was so striking on the interstate. Like it was just like the interstate in that area of the state looks like is over like the edge of neighborhoods. You're just like looking down in neighborhoods and just house after house where like there was no roof or it was mm-hmm. half missing and everybody like because insurance adjusters were trying to come out and like expedite the process people spray paint their house number on the side of their house just so it's easier to find because there's no street signs they'd blown away you know like the whole it's just a it's a disaster it's a mess it's just it's it's worse than than you plan for every time hmm. uh, which is why everybody at least everybody i know would drink heavily Great. Strum's coming. We're 12 hours away from landfall. Let's start drinking and just go until you run out and whatever. It's, it's crappy.
0: Well, we've reached that time where we find out what saccades actually is.
2: Um. Yeah. So it is
0: <laughs> none of those. Is it plural? Stories. Is there a single, singular saccade?
2: Um, there are, or like a micro saccade. Um, they're the tiny jerky eye movements in your eye to read so when you read it's not you're not continuously going from like left to right you're
1: taking you
2: yeah (laughs) I'll send you the video but it's like you're basically your eyes are doing like small jerky rapid eye movement to take in the information and then your brain is kind of filling in the rest retroactively so like it's not it's most commonly in reading, but like even when you are just like switching focus from something to something else, so like reading signs or whatever, yeah, and it's yeah. French for like jerky motion or jerk okay
0: i hmm. i i I remember reading the theory of of how people speed read, uh, which is like you look at a page. And then you just get the gist of what's happening in the page as opposed to reading each word you just sort of read like clumps somehow or you scan and like that did not vibe with my brain uh and still does not so like you like like, i i'm one of those i'm one of those that has laughed
1: the words to you (laughs) yeah
0: i'm one of those that like i i don't actually have to like verbalize the words out loud but like my brain kind of needs to and so i'm a much slower reader than anyone else in in the family like like even the kids read faster than i do
2: Mm -hmm. i find that it depends on what i'm reading because there are some things that like conversationally or whatever the type of writing i can fly through faster than if i'm like okay this is nonfiction, and i'm like learning facts and
0: that's true too for me but that's only because i'm finding myself having to reread stuff more in something that is thicker than something
1: that is more you know casual yeah i'm I'm reading an academic book for the first time in i don't know like like a real academic like written as like a supplement for like a course so it's just like here's the material like there's no need to put any kind of entertainment like you yeah. have to buy this yeah. book right it has to have, doesn't have any, any value besides you have to buy it right like I, I think about like some of the like like clean code and yeah 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 uh yeah that was hard working with <laughs> legacy code like those like like they're boring they're academic but they're not like you no one has to buy those like they're right they're they had to have some kind of redeeming value for people to spend money on them whereas like an academic book is like the redeeming value is like you're the student you have to yeah. um and i'm not like dogging on this particular book i'm just setting it up as as that sort of standard and the result is like I will read two paragraphs and have to grab the dictionary like, well, on my phone, like three times, like like, like I'm sitting next to a dictionary. That'd be ridiculous. What the hell? I didn't mean to mislead there. Um, yeah, I have to like look up words constantly. I'm like, what? why? Why use big words like this? You could use smaller words. I would still be impressed with what you're writing. <laughs> I would still be
2: impressed. Are you reading it for a core? No or
1: okay no so you get to go at your own pace. then i do uh it's let me see if i can grab it it's
2: space related isn't
1: it it is not no (laughs) i thought it was going to be
2: like it's the manual of how to operate
1: (laughs) it's the hebrew bible feminist and intersectional perspectives
0: oh yeah that's for sure uh course material (laughs)
1: uh it's yeah yeah I'm, i'm 38 pages in at this point um they were a hard fought thirty-eight pages outside of that.
2: <laughs> Do you find it helpful to like highlight or annotate or anything like that, or does that? I just take notes you? on
1: my iPad, uh-huh. but I feel like writing and I just can't bring myself to write in this. In fact, it's a used book, so it already has like things underlined and whatnot. I can't add to that. Mm-hmm. I, I, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like it's, it's a, I don't know, I can't. Um, but I also like this so 38 pages is like, I don't know, maybe like 20% of the book. And that was all introduction. Mm -hmm. And so it went through, um, uh, like a long history of feminism, uh, which was, uh, just so fascinating because like in my mind, like feminism is like, it's a single, a concept. Right. Mm. Um, but clearly like that's super reductive. Um, and, uh, You can Uh, distill it to a single concept. I think that's fair, but, but to, I I think that, I, yeah, I think that's fair, but I think, I think that putting, putting time in, uh, to understanding like how we've gotten to this point. Yeah. Um, I actually have no idea what's coming next because I haven't gotten any, any (laughs) analysis of, of the old Testament yet or the Hebrew Bible. Right. Like I've only gotten through like, uh, history of feminism and intersectionality. Um,
2: I love that. I've only gotten through.
1: <laughs> I, it's, <laughs> um, well, and then of course, like every page has like footnotes yep. of yeah of uh, supporting materials, and it's like, oh, so I have this like ongoing Amazon list of books that I might also want to read, and I'm like 38 pages in, and I'm like, I can't actually purchase 45 other books to read. Like this is not. There's nothing sustainable about this.
2: Process. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. I was like, there's nothing. Also. The-
1: the... Wikipedia, that's the other benefit of having the iPad, is that I can go to Wikipedia, yeah. and also, like, if they're talking about an author, like, I can go get the Wikipedia, but then also, like, there's link- backlinks there. So it's, like, 38 pages i probably spend, like, <laughs> I, I, it's
0: such a fucking rabbit hole. I, uh, so that, <laughs> well, that, that makes me think of the, the difference between, uh, these two soccer books that I, so one of them I read, and one of them I am still technically reading. <laughs> I say technically because I haven't picked it up in months. Um, One of them was uh, I don't remember uh, how soccer soccer describes the world or how soccer uh, explains the world. Um, It's basically about globalism and globalism's effect on different cultures through the lens of soccer. And it was really interesting, well-written, easy to read, got through it, finished it, was proud of myself, but I finished a book. Uh, then there's the inverted pyramid uh, which um, is about soccer uh, football formations and how they, how they or the origins of them. Uh, and this is very widely sort of read within soccer analysts and stuff because it describes in, in soccer they have like each position basically has a number. Uh, associated with it one to 11. Uh, One is the goalkeeper, uh, you know, 11 an 11 is is the person and and what's interesting about about the numbers is that they don't correspond necessarily to where those players are positioned on the field today in the current formations so an 11 is typically somebody who's in the middle of the pitch, like a midfielder or your number nine is like a a you know mm-hmm. single striker at the top of the at your, top of your formation um and so it it goes basically it sort of traverses the history of soccer from like just something just a bunch of kids kicking balls through it becoming a professional sport and how uh how formations evolved and how they basically just started by like just (laughs) basically a line of people running after you know how like in kids like (laughs) i was gonna say kids
2: soccer where it's like a clump
0: and they're just that is that is what it was and like when it when when the person in front of the line dropped the ball they just went to the person behind them and they kept going <laughs> like there wasn't any sort of rhyme or reason and then that slowly evolved into things where they started passing the ball gasping like moving the ball in different places and for a long time like there was this this idea of an inverted pyramid where like there's all your all your forward your forward players are all the attackers and you have like one or two people that are just sitting in the back uh because all of your focus is is on the attack and and the way that that basically Reverses to be now it's either, you know, a more consistent like 334 or like 433 coming from going from the back forward or uh you know like 442 or something where it's just more more you know and more mobility uh that's much harder to read it's much more like and in 1924 (laughs) jonathan rumfeld did the unthinkable (laughs) like and it's definitely in that very stuffy. British it sounds Yeah. Thank you for listening to Binary Jazz. If you like this episode, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can visit us online at binaryjazz.us or follow us on Twitter at, at binaryjazz. Special thanks to Serpiente Negra Ensemble for the use of their tracks for our intro and outro music. You can find them online at negra.bandcamp.com. Don't forget that you can ask us a question through the form on the website or on Twitter, and we'll read it aloud on the next episode of Binary Jazz.